Welcome to the Let It Flow podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Carly. We're just two humans figuring things out, and we're here to share deeper conversations about mindset, spirituality, personal growth, and tangents on everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages you to ask bigger questions and think and live outside the box. We're always learning, but the one thing we found to be 100% true is that life is meant to flow. So whether you're all in on your personal growth journey or just starting out, let's flow together. Recording in progress. <laughs> I know that cracks me up every time she says that. Hello, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Let It Flow. Hello, Carly, hello. <laughs> Carly and I were just talking about what we wanted to share and focus on today. And we've kind of boiled down to the topic of how to push through not push through. Okay. Yes. Like how to handle fear, but also when you're going for your goals, how to like get over fear and uncertainty, uncertainty quickly so that you can and doubt and, and make strides because you see people around you. It's the end of the year. Everybody's doing like the, this year was great for me. This year was shitty for me. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's all based upon your experience. And some people go from A to Z in a year. And some people only go from A to B and like how to get yourself to like get through the sticky parts faster and more efficiently. And that also depends on we're we're at it again. It also depends on your human design. It depends on your personality, how you're going to handle things. But we thought we'd talk about the nuances of that um, because I was reflecting on my year and how last December, I just knew I wanted to work for myself, but I wasn't sure what or how to get there. And now a year later, I'm, I have my business. I'm doing my first group program. I feel like I've changed so much. I've traveled a ton. I feel like I've gained confidence and independence and I show up and I speak and like so much has changed for me in just one year and what exactly that took to get there for me um, because I hadn't really thought about it. It was everything that just kept spiraling, but it was a kind of a just a building of decisions where I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. Okay. Try it. Let's go. It worked or didn't work. Okay. We're going to learn from that. Okay. Next thing, try, Mm -hmm. learn and shift and keep growing. And that's what I just did over and over and over. But there's a lot of emotions that come up with doing that. And it's not always easy. It's not like just Mm -mm. completing a checklist, like, oh yeah, cool. I'm just going to go travel a country. Um, there's a lot more that goes into that, or I'm just going to start a business check. Like there's so much, and there's so much fear and that voice in your head gets very, very loud, but I've been able to kind of make friends with the voice and, Mm -hmm. you know, have conversations with it. Like, okay, what's your problem? Why are you being mean right now? And then like like, work with it rather than against it. Yeah. It's become mm, beginning to understand where that voice comes from too because that voice is full it's just our conditioning you know growing up like all of our fears many of our fears or doubts or things I know for myself anyway they come up when I get too in my head and start looking at myself through almost other people's eyes or through my eyes that are filtered through expectations of other people society and all of those things um and especially I love that you brought up trying and then you know gaining that feedback or in other words failing but there's no such thing as failure and then getting up off the off the floor and going again and again and again because that 
fear of trying the thing often is the fear of failure and realizing that failure doesn't exist and it's okay. That's how we grow and evolve. That's for sure helped me. And I know it's helped you kind of love that feeling a little bit and really kind of strive to go try things and see what happens. Yeah, there's been a lot of asking myself when I'm approaching a decision or a big event or I'm going to do something and I just plain old don't want to do it, always asking why. And usually it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm tired. I just don't want to. I don't feel like it. But there's always something underneath it. Those are the very surface level. That's when the voice is not trying very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's trying very hard to stop you when it gets really mean and it's mm-hmm. nitpicks you and it just digs at your deepest insecurities. Like everybody's going to hate you if you do this. That's when it's like, okay, we're like, getting up, it goes getting through. Up. Yeah, we're getting it up there with like the insults. A. Yes, exactly. Like it goes through A to Z of all of the potentialities of what could happen, what may happen, all the stuff. And the the only reality is you're not even there yet. You're in this moment of making the decision. And how do you make decisions and understanding how you function as a person, as a human is so helpful. And then just trying it and realizing, yeah, I maybe did fall flat on my face, but I gained all of these things. And now I can get back up and try again with like more knowledge, more experience, more embodied knowing of who you are and what you stand for and what you want, what you don't want. And it's just, it's like, we're always creating a bigger tapestry of who we are almost. Mm-hmm. And Carly and I are, are both different in terms of human design. I'm just going to accept that this is turning into a human design podcast. Um, yeah. So Carly <laughs> is an emotional authority and I am a sacral authority. So that means I'll just speak for myself and then you, you explain mm-hmm. yours because yeah, you understand it better. Um, so for me, as a sacral authority, that's gut instinct. And a lot of the decisions that I've made this year have been on gut instinct. Even before I knew that I wanted to start a coaching business, I didn't even know. I signed my business coach to actually help me with social media management. And I found her profile. I looked at it for just a little bit. I hopped on a 10 minute call with her and said, yes, this is the person. This is going to catapult me to the next thing that I'm going to do. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but she was the one that called me out on my BS, said, you actually hate social media management. What do you actually want to do with your life? And I was like, okay, this is what she's here for. I needed that. I needed, like, that was the right thing for me. And I don't, I could not tell you logically why I signed with this person. She is in her, she's 30, I think. And she lives in Tel Aviv. She lives on the other side of the world. Like, why would I sign with her? It doesn't really make any logical sense. Mm -hmm. And even thinking back to way before I was into any of this, I think of how I chose the University of Minnesota for college. And I was touring the campus and stood at the commons and was like, looking out at the mall and at the campus and had this full body feeling of like, I need to be here. I don't Mm -hmm. know how or why, but I need to be in this place. And I had never felt that before. And those are very like gut, my personal gut reactions. Not everybody reacts the same, but I physically feel those decisions in my stomach or 
as goosebumps and intuitive feelings in my body. And so I've been playing with that all year, especially since I found human design, that that is how I'm meant to make decisions. So I kind of play with that in, in every single day, like what feels right, what makes me like, ooh, like what makes me tense up? Do I not want to do that? Mm-hmm. And paying more attention to how my body reacts to things. And then Carly makes decisions more with her emotional authority. And she'll explain that because there's a lot of nuances to that one. Yeah. And to be completely honest, I am still figuring out how to work with this. <laughs> it's um basically emotional authority beings are sacral, no, solar plexus, sorry. Solar plexus um, is defined. And I We'll probably get into that at a later date, but that makes us an emotional being. And obviously everyone, everyone is, everyone are, oh my God, English, Italian. What am I saying? Everybody has emotion. (laughs) Everybody can connect with their emotions and stuff, but emotional beings are very emotional. And what we have is um, kind of an up and down uh, curve of you know high emotion excitement and then we naturally just go down to a bit lower not like low low but just kind of like hmm, okay and then we go back up and then we come back down and then we go back up and back down and to make decisions the way we're designed to make decisions is to really sit with it through that upper curve and the lower curve and experience how we feel about the decision in all parts of that emotional roller coaster and then if we're still feeling it by the end and we're in kind of a neutral place that's when it's best to make decisions and I feel like my year (laughs) has been more of me figuring out what's not the best way for me to make decisions because a lot of the decisions that I've made and again in the end I have to say this in the end, there is no such thing as a bad decision because sometimes bad decisions are how we do grow the quickest. You know, I realized what I, what doesn't work for me, what does work for me, what I want, what I don't want, et cetera, through these decisions that maybe in retrospect, probably weren't the best, but it's gotten me to this point nonetheless. And here I am learning about myself. Um, But my whole point with this is the decisions I've made throughout this year have been a little bit more decisions when I've been in that hype state. Because I was just saying to Alexis before we started recording, I've realized (laughs) I'm a person, you can probably tell sometimes on these recordings, I can get super excited super easily about the smallest things. Like I just am like very passionate sometimes. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, yes, yes. But I realized if I make a decision in that state, Sometimes it ends up being, yes, okay, I made the right decision. But oftentimes what happens is I get through the wave of my emotions and I'm like, shit, did I, oh, I'm locked into this now and I don't know if this was right. I was super excited about it at the time, but now I don't know. It's Um, kind of like when you make plans with somebody for a week or a month in advance and then the time gets there and you really want to just stay at home and you're not feeling it but you already committed to the plans way back and you're like oh yeah that happens to me even yeah that happened I don't even know this is something I'm so excited to learn more about human design and learn about my own self because I think I've talked to you about this that happens to me like day before I'm like super excited for the plan or super excited to go get lunch with someone even and then 
it can be the day before and then the day of I'm like, oh, no, but I don't know what that is. I'm figuring that out still. <laughs> yeah, but, but this was really important for us to mention because as we were talking about pushing through fears and making quicker decisions and just transitioning through those phases of uncertainty and doubt more quickly, our hearts are very different and the things that we're going through are similar, but very different. And in terms of human design, it's really interesting because Carly has a defined throat and identity center, and I have undefined throat and identity. And everything that I have been doing the past two years has been um, sourcing information to figure out who, who I am, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world? And that is open on my chart, not open, undefined, um, more accurately, not colored in. Um, and the throat is all about communication, uh, manifestation, um, expression, speaking and doing. And this year has been a lot about gaining the confidence to share my voice and even speak on a podcast like this, um, being able to show my face and speak directly to the camera on an Instagram story. December last year, I had done that, I think exactly once. I think I had spoken to my story <laughs> one time and now this, this year has been like, okay, show up, show up again, try it again. Mm -hmm. Like experiment with it. And then the identity or yeah, identity, love and direction is the other one. And then willpower self-worth is undefined in mine as well. So Carly has all of those filled in, which is so interesting. That's super interesting. I haven't reflected on it in this way in terms of like you and me, how we're, we, we are different, but similar because I feel and reflecting on my year, it's been a lot about me discovering what mode I want to express myself, not what I want to express, but how I desire to express myself. Whereas you've really done some searching on as to what you want to express, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And that totally could be shown in the identity center because like, yeah. oh my God. Because you've, so you've talked so much about how whatever you do, you're like, I just want to be Carly and like show up in that way and share my, my voice and gifts and talents. And I've been like, yeah, I want to do that too. But I don't like, I didn't know exactly what who the is hell Alexis? that looks like. I'm like, who, who is like, who am I? Because yeah. I've spent so much of my life gaining like the praise of doing things that, and then I started identifying with that, like, oh, you're the perfectionist, you're the straight A student, you're the overachiever. I've, I've really identified with those labels over the years. Mm -hmm. And so this year has been, this year and last year has been a lot of, okay, what do I call myself versus what do other people call me? And do mm -hmm. I even need to call myself anything? Can, is there a possibility yeah. that I can just take that all away and be like, okay, what do I enjoy doing? What would I continue doing even if I was the only person on planet earth and figuring out what those things are? And yeah, it's really funny how our charts reflect each other's because you have those four defined, the heart, the solar plexus, the identity center, and the throat center. And you have the undefined spleen, sacral, and root. And I have a defined spleen, sacral, and root. So my intuition, my gut instinct, my mm -hmm. energy, my drive, and my like my root center. Um, yeah, that ambition and drive. I have that stuff, <laughs> which is all stuff that I <laughs> that you've been working I go on. Through. Yeah. Well, and again, I want to say this too. This is not to say like human design because I have a sorry. I'm far from the microphone because I have a defined identity center 
does not mean that I sometimes question who I am, you know, and vice versa. Like, you know, there's certain things, Alexis, that you could probably see and been like really constant through your entire life. Um, or even with like, you know, I know there's been decisions in the past that I just intuitively knew like way before I didn't even have to think about them, but my main way, my main energy is that it's like everything like astrology. Um, even Ayurveda, we all have the energy, but we just have more and less of some of it than another person. Um, so just in case someone was wondering like, Oh, do I not know who I am? Do I, can I not know who I No, It's not like, yes. Your chart does not dictate you as a person in any way. It's just another source of information that may or may not help you. And if you're interested in learning about your chart, please DM us. Actually, we are Mm -hmm. currently in training, um, human design reader Mm -hmm. training, and are just kind of experimenting and learning. I did a mini reading with a friend and shared as much information as I had, she started asking questions and it got to a point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that yet. And I will come back to you and we will do another one when I have more information. So we are in the process of learning and we've learned a lot on our own just through Googling and research all year. And then the first couple of weeks of our training that we've done so far. But if you're interested in it or have any questions, please DM us on Instagram because we could yes. talk about this all day, but it's just a tool to help you make decisions in maybe a more beneficial way than you have in the past. Like I used to overthink everything. I identified as an overthinker. I would actually just willingly do that. I would hash over things before I went to sleep (laughs) and, you know, debate things. I would just, I would willingly overthink. I would willingly overthink. I'm, I will say that I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, so this might happen or that might happen or do that anyway. Um, and I would do that. And I never had heard of intuition or gut instinct and my intuitive center is defined and I have a sacral defined and gut instinct is how I should make decisions, which Mm -hmm. is hard to follow sometimes because there are decisions that you can't explain to people normally. Mm -mm. It's when you make a choice and everybody has intuition. It's not just people that have a certain center or anything like that. Like you have intuition. If you ever make a decision and you're like, yeah, this is great. It's right. And then someone's like, why'd you choose that? And you could just say, I don't really know why that's probably because you made an intuition, intuitive decision. Your first, the OG, the OG brain, the gut. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been spending my entire life up in my head, overthinking, trying to make the right choice. Meanwhile, my body's been screaming at me to make the choice that feels right rather than sounds right to everybody else. And that has been a practice. Sorry. I just want to hop on this real quick because I think regardless, regardless of your authority in human design or regardless of how, you know, you make decisions, I think I can safely say most decisions are never going to be made easily by thinking with the brain, you know, it's, they were maybe No, this is getting to a whole nother woo-woo point, but I think I can go back and say my most solid best decisions that I've made that had the least amount of like trial, (laughs) um, are ones where I just felt 
Like, and for me, I felt my emotion. For you, you feel your gut. We are so conditioned to like think about everything so much. And I think for me, the best tool, which speaking now, we can maybe talk about how more specifically we make decisions. But for me, how I get through point periods of doubt or questioning or like confusion, I know, and I'm really learning this more and more and more. I know my best tool is to get into my body, get into my body, out of my brain. What's been working for me lately. I'm also, I don't know if I've said this on this, but I'm going to India in March to study yoga. So I've been studying that in my own time. So right now what's working for me a lot is mantra and just doing, it's like a type of meditation or dancing, doing physical activity, anything to get me out of my brain. (laughs) And because just our brain and our ego, it's, we're always searching for something wrong. So even if your brain logically thinks, yes, this is the right answer. Your sometimes your body might not be in alignment with that, but also there's a part of your brain too. That's like, Oh, but what if, Ooh, but that might be wrong. Ooh, what if this happens that blah, 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 blah. Cause we're constantly searching for things that, you know, the next shoe to drop the, the shit to hit the fan, the everything. So I guess that's and your brain's my... job is to keep you safe and to provide mm-hmm. those potentialities so that you're prepared for mm-hmm. what could happen but you don't have to overthink it. Like, yes, the worst thing in the world could happen. Okay, let's envision it for a second. Let's acknowledge that thought, give the brain the attention it wants. Like your mind is a five-year-old child that's like, hey, 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 but look at this. Look at it, look at it, look at it, hey. (laughs) Give it the attention, be like, hey, what? Okay, that could happen. And okay, if it does happen, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, next. Mm -hmm. And that's also, that's a practice that I've done this year. Any decision I make, if I feel a worry coming up, I'm like, okay, this is something that obviously my mind is concerned about. Like if this happens, I could potentially be harmed in some way, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it thinks that I need to be protected from this. Okay. Let's acknowledge that and just sit with it for a second. Just close your eyes. Imagine it happening. Okay. (laughs) It might be the absolute worst thing in the world. What is your first step after that happens? You don't even have to hash out your rest of the rest of your life. If that happens, it's like, Hey, what is going to be your first course of action if this happens? And then your mind is like, Oh, okay, cool. You're prepared. I did my job. It's not Mm -hmm. trying to make you go crazy. It's not trying to make you overthink. It's just giving you a potential thing that could happen. And is like, Hey, maybe take a minute to think about this. Mm -hmm. And if you try to ignore it, it'll get louder and just take a lot longer and drive you crazy. Yep. If you take two seconds to just look at it and be like, Hey, okay, I see you. Let's mm-hmm. move on. And it's faster. There's a beautiful quote. I'm not going to say it perfectly quoted, <laughs> but it actually comes from yoga teachings. I know it's been around the mental um, health world and coaching world for a while now, but I just love it. It's like the mind is a beautiful tool, but a horrible master. It's not meant to be our master. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So to like learn how to work with your brain, because our brain is how humans have made it to where we are. You know, it's something unique to us, how it functions. Um, But in yogic terms, we call, they say that there's the lower brain and the higher brain and the lower brain is more of that like ego or more of the subconscious mind that's like trying to keep you safe it can really get down and 
dirty and like all spirals and everything like that. And the goal is to like, yes, acknowledge that because that's been, you know, how we've, how we survived, but we're also at a point now where we can come above the lower brain and through tools that work uniquely for each person, because we are all different. Um, and I think the way to figure out what works for you is just try things and start small. Like I know I've gone through moments in my life where like, even the smallest decision as to like what to wear can be like, Oh my God. But like start small like that, like just build trust in yourself by just making the decision. Try to like, I know for me, what's helped me is to not even starting with things that don't really matter that much, but they're still like little decisions where the outcome like doesn't really matter, but just to start making those decisions and see that, okay, an outcome does come from that. And regardless of what it is, it's okay. And then building upward from there is super helpful. But yeah, as to your question, I'll go. But it's funny that you brought up the clothes thing because I actually started there with trusting my own decisions. I was also, I was an overthinker. I outsourced my power to everybody else. I always Mm -hmm. just said like, no, I don't care. You can choose or, you know, Snapchatting my friends, my outfits. What are you wearing tonight? And the first thing I did to start trusting my own decisions was stop Snapchatting my friends. The outfits were like, stop that group text. Because in college, I feel like every girl, we always wore the same thing. I don't know why we even asked each other. We knew it was jeans and a cute shirt or jeans and a black (laughs) bodysuit. Like same thing every time. But I would ask them and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that one thing. I'm going to start picking out my own outfits and put on what I want to wear and just show up in it. And as little as that seems, it was one less opinion that I was asking for in a day, mm-hmm. which can add up a lot. And then I moved on to when somebody asks what you want to eat for dinner, actually say what you want to eat for dinner. Like, don't say, oh, you can choose. I don't care. I'm not picky. Or what I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's such an easy way to silence your your own intuition and decision that's a mind thing this is interesting yes it is a mind thing but this is interesting because for me maybe the difference between us is like you would say I don't know but you would know I would say I don't know because I really felt like I didn't know and for me to figure out what I do want I'm really this year has been this like I need to take time I need to sit with myself in silence I've to answer your question earlier I've this year put my power and my things outside of myself a lot this year and it's kind of made me feel like I've gone through like circles (laughs) but it's taught me like for me to make a decision for me to know what I want I must I must find silence and not ask others and just take time to figure out, to connect with my emotions. So if you're asking Carly where she wants to go for dinner, just make the decision yourself because she will have to sit with it for a day or two and you just won't eat. (laughs) No, except honestly, probably, probably the one thing that I've been the best with in my entire life is food though, because I freaking love food. So I usually am like that, but No, I just found that funny in a bigger, broader sense of this, looking at human design, that makes sense because generators like me 
have that drive, determination, and ambition to really ignite and get things going. Whereas mm-hmm. Carly, as a manifester, like you have the big ideas and you you do sit and pull things from out of thin air. I've said this more than once this week. I do not feel like I function that way. I have tried mm. to function that way and be the creative artist person. We were in the same degree, but the difference between how we function is that I did activewear because I could redesign things. It was damn near impossible for me to just sit there and draw something that doesn't exist. I, or that I've never seen before. I do not pull those ideas. And that just doesn't come naturally for me. Whereas Carly, she went for costume design and can just whip out a sketch of something I've never seen in the world before. And that's incredible to me. And we're so different in that way. Mm -hmm. That's why we're, that's why we're good together though, because Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes this is in my, when, when I have this thought, this is when I'm in my, like, probably not self theme a little bit more, but when I'm like, get really like frustrated, angry about some things where I'm just like, Oh, well, I can't things be easy, which they can, this is the mind, but I will be like, Oh, sometimes I just want to be idea, man, idea woman and be like, Oh, wow, that was inspiring. You go do this. Oh, that was, you go do this because I, <laughs> I don't have as a reliable energy system in some of the actual action taking things and to actually bring something into existence sometimes can be really challenging for me because of the fact that I get distracted by new ideas every like five seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a And I love that. <laughs> yeah. We are such a good team. It's really funny. And as a side note, Carly and I put ourselves into co-star astrology and we are compatible on every single level. When you go to your friendship, if anybody has co-star, you'll know what I'm talking about. And it'll say like, these are the qualities you have that are happy faces. These are okay. And these are sad faces, like where you might have tension. Carly and I are happy faces on every single level. You know what's funny though, on pattern now that's now pattern is my favorite astrology app, but what's funny is the one challenge that comes up on there for us was saying that you could sometimes feel left behind by me because I move from one thing to the next so fast. (laughs) I could see that if we get started on a project and I have that energy and drive to be like, okay, we're going to get it done. We're going to do it. I'm committed to working on this for how an extended amount of time. And then Carly's like, Ooh, new idea. And I'm sitting there like, I already put like, I'm working on this, but no, we, that's like potential. We haven't really struggled with that too much. No, no. I feel like we've, it's been helpful for us to know how each other works so that we can do the tasks that make sense. Like I edit the podcast and I'm totally cool with that. I have a process and a system and I can do it pretty quickly now. Mm -hmm. And I like Carly, you're in charge of doing like graphics and doing some like Instagram stuff, because I feel like Mm -hmm. that just kind of suits you better. You can create a new design every single time you can, whereas (laughs) editing the podcast is kind of the same thing every time. It's not necessarily that fun to do. Um, Mm -hmm. See, but I don't mind it. Yeah. My challenge though is like, you know, if you maybe by the time this is actually posted tonight, maybe I will have posted one thing, but still nothing else is posted. <laughs> so I can yeah. design, but then it's it's interesting. And I don't know, it's yeah, this is definitely turning into a human design chatty talk podcast because I just for me, human design has helped me so much 
understand the things that I've questioned and doubted and been so frustrated with aspects of myself my entire life. And I'm understanding them now and understanding that like, okay, one, I'm designed to work like this. We are all designed to do exactly the work that we are, our soul came here to do. And that is super empowering. But also two, I understand that I am designed this way, yes, but I can pull in the people or focus my energy when I need to on those specific points that I know can be difficult for me sometimes. And that's where same thing for astrology or Jyotish, which is Vedic astrology or all of the different personality quizzes and everything. It all just helps us understand ourselves more so then we can work with it. Not that it's ruling our life, but to understand, okay, I'm having this decision coming up or I'm having this time of my life come up. Like what's going on? How do I work? How can I support myself best through this time? And that is invaluable knowledge in my opinion, because we spend so much time beating ourselves up for not doing things like everyone else does or not being like other people or wanting different things. But knowing these things about ourselves, it's like, it helps it make sense and makes it okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And human design shows you just how unique you are. There's no chart that is exactly the same. And you are so unique. And that's what I love about it because you are so mm-hmm. unique and you're told that your whole life, but nobody believes it. Mm-mm. And that actually brings me to another topic that, or like, not another topic, but another part of this topic that came to mind today is that people say things like you're so unique and you know live your own life or YOLO or we're all going to die (laughs) travel more like you get all this advice you get the inspirational motivational quotes you might even reshare them and read them all the time but not actually listen to any of it and Mm -hmm. that's something that struck me actually junior year of college which makes sense. That's the year that I picked up my first mindset book, actually. Mm -hmm. But I remember doing my internship and asking everybody before I left, like my managers and mentors, like, what do you wish you did before you graduated or before you got your job here? And I asked a a few different people that, and every one of them said, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I would have done this. Um, Most of it had to do with travel and just experimenting before settling down. And that is the advice I've gotten from Every person after that, I asked like grandparents, I asked like people of all ages can, and they're like, I, I can say the same. Mm-hmm. They all say the same thing. And I'm like, okay, if everybody's saying the same thing, why does nobody freaking listen? Like, why do you like this advice is all around us and the world is a wealth of advice, but we just ignore all of it. How is it that everybody is saying like, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I would have experimented more. I wish I would have, you know, done what I was passionate about, but everyone still sits around and says, oh, but I need to be realistic or this is stable. I have to do this. Nobody's actually absorbing that information and using it to, you know, like actually listen, like that is one of the keys that I kind of, sorry, tie back to the beginning of this whole journey for me is like, everybody's saying this stuff and there's all these motivational quotes and like the sounds on Instagram, the reels, there's a a ton of beautiful motivational speaker sounds and they all have wisdom and truth to, de- to them, but people just put them over a montage of pretty pictures and don't actually listen to the words that they're saying. And I just started listening and I was like, okay, maybe they're right. Let's try it. If it doesn't work for me, cool. I'll do something mm-hmm. else. 
but that's something that made a huge difference. And sorry, Carly's going crazy. She needs to say something. <laughs> no, okay. I have like three, five thoughts in my head right now. But first of all, I want to say this is I'm like, oh, connections. I love when things connect because that book I'm reading, I'm reading um, a book called This Is That by Anand Mitrova. I probably don't pronounce that correctly, but he's the one who brought in the yoga yoga um, style that I'm going to go learn. But in there, he's talking about um, this yoga sutras, which is something that was written like around five to 6,000 years ago. You guys, <laughs> this wisdom has been around for so long. But he talks one of them about the power of language and the words we use. And he literally said this. We people say something. People say something like um, a mantra, like a certain word that has such deep meaning to it. And they say it and they're like, oh, I get it. But to actually connect with the meaning of the word, to actually take in those lessons, we got to sit with it. We have to take time to you know, meditate on that, whether that be you actually sit down and meditate the classic meditation, or you just go on a walk and really like reflect on the words to take the time to create your own personal relationship with what is being said and how you, how and why you were drawn to it in the first place is so important. And I feel we've gotten away from that ability or that natural inclination to do those things because our life happens so fast now. There's things we're constantly being inundated with information and the media and life just is moving so fast. And even, even how much technology changes now. Every month, it seems like there's a new iPhone, <laughs> you know? So we're just, everything's going so, 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 so fast. So to spend the time to focus on that quote that inspired you and be like, Whoa, what did this touch within me? Why is this speaking to me? And then follow it is one of the simplest, most important things that we can do. It's Period. so simple. Punto. <laughs> Punto. When you get down to it, it's so simple. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that what something you said brought the thought to me that we put words in a hierarchy of importance, depending on who said them, mm -hmm. at least uh, speaking from my own experience, I'm like, wait, why, but why do you may listen to one person over another? Why do you feel like hearing that motivational speaker on the stage say something when your grandma could say the same thing? And maybe you're like, oh, but she's not certified in like mm -hmm. that. And we're so big on certifications and degrees and qualifications here specifically in the US that probably has part of it. But it's just funny how you can hear the same message so many times and maybe the 120th time it finally hits from that mm -hmm. certain person that said it in their certain voice, in their certain way, in the location you're at, and it finally sinks in. It's just crazy. And that's why everybody's voice is important. Yes. And what's amazing about this too, and an example of why certain things land with people versus other people, you are speaking to yourself that if you are shaken, you know, to your core or something gives you goosebumps or brings up emotions that is your way that your inner wisdom is communicating with yourself too. Because if that wasn't within you already, 
it would go in one year and out the other. And you would not even have processed the information. I truly believe this. I mean, this is like also in yoga teachings and stuff too, but like we all, we have all of the wisdom in the world within us. And it doesn't mean it's all accessible right now, you know, but it's all here within you. And that's exactly why it's so important to go within and connect with that wisdom that you heard from outside sources, but you connected to you for a reason because your subconscious is like, oh, there it is. Yes. That's a way that it's validated for you. And one of an example of this that ties in my the thing I was just talking about before, one of the most beautiful things I've heard in Sanskrit so far from like the retreats I've been going to and stuff and yoga is um, it goes aham brahmasmi and it literally means I am totality. And that's the example, it literally like gives me goosebumps when I hear it and when I say it because Sanskrit, what's, okay, I'm not gonna get into this a lot, but it's a vibrational language. It's created from the vibrational meanings of things like what it represents is that energy and the example that he gave in this was like somebody can say aham bravasmi and be like oh yeah I get it I'm totality basta okay continue but like to actually sit with those things and you reflect on it and you connect with it and then you act you take action from that place of embodied knowing that just helps things speed up and so to take yeah like what you're saying that inspiring thing from a reel so actually wow that really touched me listen to it connect with it and then take action from that place of connection is just mm, it's so powerful <laughs> that kind of brings us back to the beginning of what we were talking about in the first place we went on kind mm -hmm. of a whirlwind there <laughs> but getting yourself from point a to point b which there is no end point but say you have a goal or a vision for your future but being able to take that aligned action and we can do a whole, we're probably going to have multiple podcasts on manifestation and yeah. kind of debunking some of it. I feel like manifestation is a buzzword right now, but it's really just a fancy word of saying, getting clear on what you want and taking aligned action, which is like action that actually propels you toward what you want, like aligned mm -hmm. um, action toward that goal. It's not just I'm going to visualize and wish for it to happen. And then, you know, I'm going to wait for it to fall into my lap. Manifestation is actually very, very actionable. Um, mm -hmm. It's just. Well, um, because we are constantly manifesting things constantly. The life, like if you're in a situation, I mean, I've been in this many times where I'm like in something that I don't like. And I'm like, wow, I literally created this. Mm -hmm. I am man. We are, we are so powerful, you guys so powerful. I am learning right now. I'm in the midst of really understanding how powerful this is. So this is like a mixture of like embodied experience and knowing versus like, I know it's true, but I'm still learning myself. We're so freaking powerful. So that's why to really be so aware of what your thoughts are doing, what your actions are pointing you towards is mm -hmm. of the utmost importance because we are manifesting every breath that we take every yeah. thought that we have every word that we say out loud is creating our reality and just knowing this really realizing this can shift our lives like that and yeah, yeah. 
for anybody that's still like, I don't know, manifestation seems a little woo-woo. It's a a woo-woo in quotes, like kind of mystical word just for taking that action. And for example, this podcast is a manifestation. Carly and I Mm -hmm. had talked, thought about it, talked about it, went to Best Buy and bought the microphones. (laughs) I signed us up on Anchor and Mm -hmm. we are recording now. I will edit it later and it will be posted. That is a manifestation. Like we had Mm -hmm. an idea, we brought it to life. It can be as simple as making a Pinterest recipe for dinner. You go to the store, you buy the ingredients and you make the recipe. That's a manifestation Mm -hmm. of your dinner. It is so simple. And I feel like a lot of accounts out there make it so mystical and like work with me to figure out how to manifest. Like you are already manifesting. You don't need a course on it. Yeah. But there's helpful information, but yes. And like there is, it does, it can really become quite mystical in the sense that it starts like that. And then once you realize you're working with yourself and working with, I'm going to say the universe, but if that's also too woo-woo for you, just like the energy that's out there, like what's already there in existence. Once we start really going down our paths and realizing what we're creating, that's when synchronicities start to happen. That's when shit starts to happen that you cannot make up. Like, what the heck? I literally said this word. And then two days later, this person walked right by me and like helped me find this thing or an example really quick of a crazy manifestation, not even crazy. It was just was like, what? So when my mom first moved to Italy, um, we were at her Casale, the farmhouse. Casale is the word for that. And the day before we were just talking about how like, wow, we need to meet somebody who like you know, is a friend, but also could be an Italian teacher, maybe speaks English too, that would be ideal. And for her to start learning, no freaking joke. The next morning, this woman walks down our lane, walks down our lane who like, we don't get people walking down that lane very often and starts talking. It's like a private driveway. It's like a private driveway. There's no reason that she should have been walking there really. No. And turns out she was looking for this pond that is is accessible to the public, but not many people know about it. Started talking with this guy who was there um, helping us with something. And then just, we started talking to her and we're like, oh my God, hi, you speak English. Like she lived in England for a while. And then we were like, hey, we're looking for an Italian instructor. I teach Italian to foreigners, like literally personal, just like you. I teach Italian to people exactly like you. And we're like, shut the front door. Like that is to the level and even greater than that, that it can become. But I love that you gave that example of like the simplicity of like you taking action towards something that you want is yes, mm-hmm. manifestation. And when you start with the little things then the bigger things get easier and easier mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I started with really small things and signing up with a business coach was very actionable for me, like physically going through that process and then working with her and she would give me things to do and learn the business background of stuff. But then on the travel side of things, I tried to do that strategic organization stuff. But then once I let go and started to recognize the synchronicities that would show up, I'm like, oh, I really want to, you know, experience something like this and just kind of put that idea out there and see what happens and be okay with it happening or not happening. Because usually what's Mm -hmm. given to you is even better than the idea that you had in the first place and just letting things fall into place first of all, it makes your life easier because you're not trying to control everything. And second has opened me up to being surprised. Like mm-hmm. this week, actually tomorrow, today I am driving to Nashville. 
tomorrow I am driving to St. Louis to stay with um, my friend that I'm staying with here, her boyfriend's family that I met at Thanksgiving, who invited me to a, know this yet. to a Mizzou hockey game because their son plays for Mizzou. And they're like, oh, you want to stay with us in St. Louis, which is a perfect stop for my drive. I was actually thinking I should probably break up my drive in St. Louis because that's a long stretch. And I was like, oh, I really don't know if I want to do another Airbnb. Maybe I'll just drive through. And they're like, oh, stay with us in St. Louis. Let's go to a Mizzou hockey game. Like we can, it'll be fun. Oh my and they were the most fun family too. And I was already vibing with them at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was like, sure, why not? And so that opened me up to being surprised. I didn't plan ahead. I didn't book a BNB. So I was like, oh shoot, I can't do it. I was like, I'm leaving myself open. I may or may not stay in St. Louis. And then that like fell into my lap. And I've just started to say yes to those types of things because who knows what will happen with the mm-hmm. extra time and conversations that I have with these people. And I don't know, when else am I going to go to a hockey game in St. Louis? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> it, it'll be fun. Why not? Yeah. Also, this is another conversation probably, but it has to do with manifestation and making decisions and bringing things into your life for sure. I think one of the most invaluable things to do you have to sometimes be careful with what you share and with whom, but if it's things like simple, especially don't be afraid to speak them to people, say them out loud. I think sometimes this is something that living in Italy has really taught me a lot of um, people here. If they trust you, you know, they are so willing and happy to help you and just stating things out loud and telling people your ideas or like what you envision for your life can be so powerful because again, like you just said, you never know who you're talking to. You never know who is sitting next to you. That's not even a part of the conversation. Like so many stories of, I mean, I have no desire to be an actor or a model or anything, you know, but like so many stories, you can look at people's stories of people like that or other people saying something. And then next to them was the person that literally had the, held the key to the door. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that can help. That's a way to work with Baba. I'm going to say universe to work with the universe, to push you towards where you want to help you make decisions too, because sometimes just saying something the universe quote can make the decision for you almost because, oh my God, there's that person there. And like, wow, yes, path of least resistance. We're going with this. Where else is this going to take me in there and there and there? And then here we are. Yeah. But again, I want to get better at that personally. Well, that's something I was just going to say, this is something that I am learning (laughs) right now. And I've, I've experienced this hands-on with like little things, you know, things that, um, are bringing me still towards where I'm going because that's always happening but this is something that I want to be very clear about like I know it to be true in like my more logical-ish brain knowing and I'm still really learning it embodied in my life Um, but I trust it like I'm learning to trust it and I know that we all have this ability and capability we all have the ability to make the decisions that are perfect for us and to trust that they are taking us exactly where they're going because there's literally no other option, no other direction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like we both agreed, we're always practicing this and it is important to be wary of who you share your hopes and dreams with. Mm -hmm. And I actually just shared this in my group program this week. 
we were paying attention to being the main character of your, of your life. Of course, that's the theme, but focusing on setting and the setting of your life involving the people that you in relationships that you have and knowing which friends to go to for which things or which family members you should or shouldn't share your wildest dreams with because are they going to knock you down and make you feel like it's not possible or are they going to help you mm -hmm. and find connections and and mastermind with you and it's so important to know that but then also I reflecting on myself on that I have protected my coaching this podcast and now human design I'm those are my three kind of babies right now that that's what I want to know you know start working with in life and sharing those things with strangers like while I'm traveling so fun I, I can I'm most mm -hmm. myself in places that where nobody knows me and I've gotten comfortable in that but when I go home I don't necessarily talk about this stuff and I know I shared that on the first podcast <laughs> but I never you never know who even in your direct community that you think isn't going to understand it might actually vibe with it mm -hmm. and benefit from it and so I guess having this podcast be public and anybody can listen to it I guess is my first mm -hmm. step to being like who knows who's going to listen to it but yeah. I'm still working on really sharing what I'm passionate about because this is a version of myself that I don't show in my hometown quite yet mm -mm. which well, is a, it's a process experience. it's a process like when we're building the foundation of who we are sans everything that we were taught is us but isn't you know so we're getting rid of things that can be very scary to let go of and can be very easily triggered <laughs> brought back up in this process of like becoming your truth that's when I find for everybody it's really smart to yes be very careful with who you do share your hopes and dreams and your vision for your life and everything with because um, I had this experience just a couple of weeks ago and luckily I was able to, I've practiced this. I've been able to get myself out of these situations before much quicker. Whereas before it would have taken me down a spiral for weeks and I would have been just frozen, unable to do anything. It can be really disheartening to share something that is like, you know, like deep down, you know, it's possible and you know, it's there for you but you've been conditioned by oftentimes those who love you, not in a bad way, but just like they're conditioned too. And then you want to share those things with the ones that you love and the ones that you know are going to be there for you. But to be aware of the fact that they might not be able to be there for you in the way that you need in that moment, because they have a vision of you. We all have this for everyone in our life. We have a vision of them of how we think they should be or how, what we think is best for them or what is safe for them. And it's important to really just take a moment and think about that in your life and the people in your life. And it's not like lying. It's not being, you know, I don't know what word I want to use, but <laughs> it's just protecting yourself and protecting this like little baby child that you're bringing back out into the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like we covered a whole lot in that episode, actually, yeah. in this episode. We did. It was <laughs> supposed to be like a 30-minute quick. <laughs> it was going to be a quick one because I have a seven-hour drive today, and I need to edit this and post it tonight. <laughs> so it's not going to be posted quite on time, but we're trying to stay consistent. 
But yes. overall, the topic of this one, I don't know. There's a lot of topics. There's manifestation. There's a little bit of how to get there more quickly, how to work through the voice in your head. It definitely has to do with everything. It all kind of it all flows. flows. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just sometimes sit here after we record and I'm like, what in the hell am I going to title yeah. this? Like every time we record, I'm like, we covered like 70 topics. How can I put a title on this? No, it's <laughs> I'm just going to start putting well, and I, another chat. <laughs> yeah, another chat. This is interesting though, because I, I mean, I think this is going to evolve into something more specific, but I really love the fact that we're doing this very general and what's relevant to us at the time, because we're both in a moment. I mean, you always are, but we're both in a moment of intense transformation, in my opinion, for me, yeah. for sure. I. Yeah, you could say the same thing. And I think, you know, if we were to talk to a business coach or someone, they'd probably be like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, who do you, what are you doing? What are you giving to people? And right now, I think this is for our own, first and foremost, for our own development and transformation and our like desire to just like create something. And whoever's attracted to it right now, welcome. Thank you. I hope we're giving you some tidbits of wisdom. But I know my intention with this right now is for my own self-expression and to just kind of with open curiosity and excitement, see where it takes us. And I think we kind of already know human design probably, but (laughs) probably human design. Uh, But yeah. But yeah. Thank you for listening. We are working on getting some guests in the near, near future. Um, Messaged a few people. So so excited to have them on and just bring that another... might help <laughs> that might help the specificity of our <laughs> what we <Yeah>. talk about <laughs> so excited to bring other voices on oh, some yes. of the coaching friends that we've made this year and they're all so they're so beautiful I love all of the friends that yeah. we've made through everything we've done this year and it's just so it's much proof that it's been the a whole... huge year yeah and it's just proof huge year. that the more you you are and the more you follow the things that you're interested in, the more aligned friendships that are going to come to you. And I was just talking to another friend. This will be very short, but like so often going for what you want and especially getting to it quickly because we also we want to do it quickly, but then get in our way for fear of failure. But it's not always that. Sometimes it's the fear of my friends and family that I have won't understand and I'm going to lose those people. And mm-hmm. sometimes you might. And you might never talk to them again. Sometimes you might for a time and then they'll come back around. You never know. But also you open the door to all of these people in this community that also love what you're doing. And so instead of looking at it that way, it's like, okay, the opportunity to meet people is around every single corner. And that's how I've looked at this entire year. And we've met such amazing people that we're excited to share with you. And they all have such great stories and missions and purposes. And it's going to be a good time. Lots of good stuff coming. Okay. I need to yeah. pack. I, my stuff is all over this house. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to go. Don't forget anything. Yeah, I hope not. I don't think I've forgotten anything on my travels so far, except for my hiking boots in Italy. Those boots oh, yeah. went on a trip around the world. They made it. <laughs> okay okay thanks for listening and carly i will talk to you soon i'm just going to end this (laughs) sounds good ciao good ciao